Men have their own set of challenges. Who better to give you advice than these knuckleheads? Who let them have a podcast anyway? Need <laughs> <laughs> your mama's permission. This, this is the Battle Podcast. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Fumani Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Yeah, what up, Ray? Fritz. Where's that Maynard? Maynard Mike is here again and again <laughs> and again. The Maynard is here. Dude, don't 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 make me laugh, dude. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> I'm try- I try to think. I'm, I'm a- I have a really good one for next show. Just wait. Bro, I got it all planned out. You know I'm injured over here. I'm injured. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, what happened? <laughs> Life on the on the softball front, boys. Life on the softball front. <laughs> Did you almost say farm? It's oh, not yeah. like he's about to say life on a farm, farm you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that, that should be a farm because that's where cows and pigs live, and that's how I felt like a freaking <laughs> pig swinging a baseball bat. <laughs> I wish I had video. I got up to bat. Uh-oh. My second time up to bat, I swang it. Swang. Swang. Wow. Just a swang. That's redneck, bullshit. Redneck and nice above. I swung that bat, boy, and I felt pop. Swang. Uh oh. Popping the old McRib, because you know that's probably part of the problem. Too many McDoubles over there. But, <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what about took the life out of me, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so after I got done laughing, yeah, what are you laughing about? Well, dude, hang hurt on, yourself hang playing on. softball. Hang it's on. Full mommy. The ultimate question is, is did you hit the damn ball? Yes. Okay. Did I haven't. Listen, I haven't struck out since that one time. You know what's funny, guys? One time. One time at band camp. Here we go. Here we go. Since I've struck out, there have been three other guys. That's true. That have struck out, and Mike has not said one damn word to anyone. Oh, I went to him. I went didn't to him say and I shit. said, what are you doing oh, on this freaking, team? Get off my team. Yeah, you're a lion, all right. You're the freaking cowardly lion. <laughs> what you strike up for? Look at the your choice. Time. Get him next time. <laughs> put him up. Put him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fun, though. I, I enjoy that team. It's a bunch of, bunch of good guys. Now you talk all that kind of shit now. to me, and then the other guys get up and whiff, and you're like, good job, buddy. Try harder next time. <laughs> It's called busting my brother's balls. Dude, I got a bad rib and you're busting my balls. What the hell's the matter with you? That's bullshit. <laughs> I'll kick it. Next one. Uh-oh. So then I, so then, you know, I, I'm at the house. I'm beat up, right? I tell the wife I need a little, you know, a little assistance, you know, put a little icy hot on the on my rib, my, my oh, uh, rib, right? I use that excuse all, all the time. And she she thinks it would be funny to punch me in the rib. <laughs> oh, oh. An icy I love candy. Oh yeah. Uh, Oof. And I was like, uh, hostile work environment. Oh, damn. <laughs> man, I see hot. You know, you, you gotta, shut, at least I'm not wearing Ben Gay, bro. I'm, I'm not Whoa, wearing Ben Gay. Man, I got some memories of I see hot. I'm sure you do, boy. <laughs> oh, man. We had, Did you dude, wake up butt naked on the floor or something? Yeah. Nah, dude. There. Dude, one time my back was shot out. And I asked my brother, I said, bro, I, you got to rub some icy hot on my back, man. I can't, I mean, I couldn't bend over. I couldn't twist. I couldn't do nothing. So I'm sitting there and he's rubbing icy hot on my lower back. I'm like, oh God, that hurts so bad. Next thing I know, he got a handful of icy hot. He reaches down between my legs and ices my balls. Oh, 
Oh, that's yeah. Not, wait, who is this? this my is brother. Brother, this is my brother. It's legal. It's legal, right, dude. Right. This is the South. You can get away with that shit. You, you know, the worst part about that is at first it's kind of like, ooh, that's that's kind of that is that's a visual I don't want to have. Sad thing was a brother come up go. Did I even get it on anything? Yeah. But dude, the funny part is, is at first you're kind of like, ooh, that's kind of tingly. Oh. Woo! We'll and then the heat kicks in. Ooh. Ooh. Dude, I was in the shower for half an hour trying to get this stuff. That's kind of tingly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, you, you are a twisted summer gum, boy. I'll tell you. God. Hey, you know me, man. I, you know, might as well make fun of myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's good material for the Switzy and Fritzy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. man. But you know what? That, that was just, I was like, damn it, dude. Why'd you do that? That ain't fair. I, I, can't, re I can't retaliate. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of not fair, I mean, that's going to be uh, what we're talking about on today's podcast. Yeah. Oh, not fair, neither nice. is life. True. No, it is not. You know, I hate to tell you. That goes right along with that old uh, podcast called uh, Buckle Up Buttercup. Right? Buckle Up Buttercup. You know? You know, I just had a thought about that. You know, not fair, neither is life. You know why so many people think stuff's not fair? Because they're just wrapped up in themselves. So, yeah. So they're thinking, Truth. you know, it didn't go my way, so that's not fair. Well, I just want to know where everybody's come up with this uh, idea that everything's supposed to be fair. Right. Like, who who came up with that rule? Dude, I told, I've been saying it for, for a year and a half now. I was brought up told that life's not fair. I, I don't yeah. know about you guys. Did you guys yeah. hear that growing yeah. up? Oh, life's yeah. not yeah. fair. But not anymore because everybody yeah. gets a damn trophy. Everybody say, gets a trophy. I've been saying it Yeah, my so house. why try? Right. I've been staying at my house for the last three weeks. Like, Layla's like, oh, this ain't fair. I'm like, well, guess what? Life ain't fair. Yep. Your sister's not going to get the same thing as you. And it's our fault for actually doing that once upon a time. Those, yeah. those days are done. Oh, you get getting a car over here. Oh, yeah. dude. Ooh, bike. Made a bike. Oh, getting hot ass. Hot ass. Getting frustrated with Mikey it all. showed up. Frustrated with what? What? Say what I listen to. With, life? with life? No, frustrated, hey, Mike, come with, on. frustrated with the kids all thinking that they're going to get what they want. And like, because that was a problem. Is I used to, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was Marnie and me, but it was absolutely me. Um, I told him about that today. I was like, you know what? That's my fault because I, you would say no. And then I was like, you know what? Mm, that's, that's actually not a bad idea. You go do that. And I'm like, no, from now on, if I say no, it's over. If I want to change my mind, you ask, if I want to change my mind, I'm not going to do it anymore because I, I would love to, but you, you you ask too many times, it's done. It's over. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, trying you know, to get better at that. Well, the problem is we as parents, right? We we, yeah. we embed this fair thing, right? Especially uh -huh. when you got more than one kid. You yeah. know? Well, tell me about it. Got to do what's fair. Got to make sure we're fair. And and the reality of it is, is that, you know, we've talked about on the podcast a lot is, is that kids are different. Yeah. And, you know, what is what it actually is fair? I mean, because some kids take the discipline differently. Like, for instance, you know, maybe maybe you got one kid you can say, hey, stop it, and they'll stop it. And then you got another kid, you got to tell them three times and give them a spanking. Right. Mm -hmm. Before they'll listen. Yep. Now, is it is it not fair because you had to spank little Johnny? Well, if Johnny would have listened the first time, like little Billy. Yeah. I yep. mean, and I think that that's the I think that's the part that we miss out on in our culture today is that we dictate the response. The way that you deal with something is gonna it's gonna dictate how people respond to you. Yeah. You can't spank him, Johnny. You gotta put him in timeout. Time out <laughs> in my house, dude. We'll put him in prison, baby. Put him in prison. Uh, oh man. Yeah, yeah a small closet for a reason. Go yeah. <laughs> Duct tape and a baked potato, but we won't get into the details. Oh, but that all just kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier was Good that, night, Ray. Yeah. No, don't even do that, Ray, because that's not fair. 
<laughs> you know, when you said duct tape and a baked potato, man, that made me think of a redneck fire alarm. You started, you started salivating. <laughs> you know what a redneck fire alarm is? No. One of those right. old Jiffy Pop things taped to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> you start. I, I mentioned that baked potato, and he started thinking about all-you-can-eat buffet oh, over here. Redneck, yeah. all-you-can-eat buffet. Mm. <laughs> but everything you were just saying kind of goes back to what I was talking about, is it's the selfishness. It's They're only looking at themselves. So, you know, when the one that doesn't get spanked because they listen, the, the one who's getting spanked is pissed off because you're not spanking the other one. And they're not thinking about, okay, well, they listened and they did what they were told. They're just thinking, I just got my ass beat. Mm-hmm. Well, learn to shut your mouth and do what you're told. Yeah, Ooh. but it's all, it's all about being selfish. That's the whole problem. That's why people think things aren't fair because they're not looking at the big picture. They're just looking within themselves. But don't we foster that in them, though? We if do. We're going to be honest. We do. Be fair, we foster that. Well, we make it all about little Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm learning with having kids all different ages. I mean, I have the 19-year-old. I have the 14-year-old. I have the 10 nine and the five holy crap um so <laughs> so i have the differences so i'm learning of what we did with one and we now we're and, what and we're i got not news doing for you while other. you're raising all of them you can't treat them all the same no you can't no. yeah that's they're all in different yep. stages of their life exactly and if you get them early like right now i'm i'm doing i'm doing pretty good with the little one little make little mikey because he's i'm learning of what i've screwed up with the last four yeah, but you got to make be very careful that you don't Correct. focus on that one now because you feel like you screwed up on the other ones. <laughs> you got to keep keep at it with the other ones too. Uh, oh, of course. Oh, without a doubt. Don't feel bad, Mike. It only took me three marriages to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fritzy, in all fairness to you, my father said the third time's a charm. Well, it is. When he told me he was married three different women. I married up. He had seven. The Lord son- was still gracious. Seven sons in, from three different women. So I mean, my dad said the third Whoa. time's a charm. Wow, yeah. that man was. Thorough. Good night, Ray. <laughs> man, obviously didn't know what birth control was. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, that or just didn't have a TV. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there was no porn back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, couldn't afford a Playboy. I don't know what to tell you. Love you, Dad, if you're listening. Oh, man. That VCR was expensive back yeah. in the day. But, you know, we, we've kind of identified what, it, what we feel is causing it. And like I said, I think a real big you know, proponent of that is the everybody gets a trophy. So when thing when they don't get a trophy for what they've done and they don't get any accolades for what they've done, it's not fair all of a sudden. Well, and it's funny because Mike and I were having a conversation the other day and we, we see this thing that not only leaks, it's not only going on in the home and it leaks into the schools and now it's in the workplace. It's even in the church. Yeah. You know, it's like we have to give people constant recognition for what they're doing. Right. Because if if you don't make Fritzy feel as good as you make Switzy over here feel, Switzy's going to get his feelings hurt. You know what I'm now saying? Now I'm hurt because I hate <laughs> that nickname. <laughs> but, Life ain't fair. But, but, but that's what we do. And we constantly feel like we've got to give people praise and recognition so that they feel good. Otherwise, it's not fair. And, yeah. and, and, it, and it starts at home. It goes into the schools. Now it's in the workplace because we've got all this PC culture we're living in about what's fair. I got guys that work for me. They're in their 30s and 40s, and I've had grown men look at me and go, that's not fair. <laughs> and you're thinking, dude, you're raising kids. What the hell's the matter with you? Oh, my Lord. Not fair. You know, and then, and then you know, you go into, you know, the sports the kids play. Everybody gets a trophy, like you said, because yeah. it's not fair if everybody doesn't get one. Uh-huh. Yep. You go into the church and... You got to make sure you give people constant pats on the back and recognition for stepping up and serving everything else, or it's not fair. You know what I mean? It just goes on and on and on. Right. And 
we're just feeding this thing. It's like mm -hmm. a like a like a forest fire. We're pouring gasoline on it. Right. You know, it's it's and, and my biggest question is is who did who the hell dictates and decides what's fair? Right. I mean, because if it's based off a of personal preference, nothing's fair. Ain't nothing fair. Nope. Because you're never going to get paid what you think you should get paid. Right. You're never going to be treated the way you think you should be treated. Mm -hmm. You're never going to get the things you think you should get. Right. It's just not fair. Yep. And that's life. But, John, why does my neighbor get to go on those vacations and I can't go? It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh, but that <laughs> is true. People man. looking at Facebook, Facebook every day. You know, fake book with all these filters and fake backgrounds and all this other shit that they're trying to make pretend to live in this best life and it's all a lie because it's not fair you know oh, man <laughs> what was that stat you had mike about facebook people that look at facebook or are, are uh the percentage was astronomical of depression and yeah i mean i have to go back on let me go yeah it was a long time ago ways. to be fair to you no, but no, it, it's okay. i couldn't believe uh i'll find it the amount of people that were struggling with depression and that are on stuff, that facebook all oh, the yeah. time yeah yeah well, because we live in a culture, and Ray, I know you're getting ready to say something. I hate to cut you off, but why don't you? But you're going to do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> but we live in a culture where it's so it's it's so all about me, right? That when it's not about me, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah. And then you know, then you got grown grown men, or as they like to call themselves, grown ass men, out there throwing damn temper tantrums. It's sad. <laughs> it's very sad. And the worst part about that is now I done forgot what the hell I was going to say, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Well, you but locked and cocked, redneck style. That's right, ah, man. Shooting, shooting blanks. I, I just shot in the dirt that time. <laughs> I missed the target. Mm -hmm. I mean, bring my brother up. We were talking about not fair. I'm just going to give you a little story. My poor brother, since I brought him up earlier, that cat cannot. If he's driving a car and there's a cop within five miles, they're going to find him. They'll get him for doing one mile over or one mile under just to pull him over. And it, Top magnet. Dude, it is no joke. And he used to get so pissed at me because I'd be doing 30 miles over the speed limit, blow past a cop. And he's like, that was a cop. I'm like, whoops. He goes, yeah, you ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> he goes, if I was driving, yeah, we'd be screwed. Ray never gets pulled over. That's not fair. No, not never. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel bad for my brother, man. That, that poor guy. And he passed that on to his kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> they did uh, but you know a, a good question too is how how should we respond when we face things that just aren't fair you know when you you got to look deep within yourself i think i mean when you think something's not fair you got to look into your side in yourself and go why is that not fair you know why is that guy making more money than me am i you know, dragging my honey? Am I not working well? Am I not doing what I'm supposed to do? Well, I think the key component there, Ray, you, you, you hit the nail on the head is you got to start looking at you and people don't want to do that. Yeah. That that really what it comes down to because when you start looking at the man in the mirror and you start recognizing oh, yeah. maybe I'm not working as hard as I should. Maybe I'm not putting forth the effort. Maybe I don't have the talent or the intelligence or the physical attributes I need to be in this position, you know? You know, maybe... Maybe I'm not working on my marriage the way that I should be. Maybe I'm not trying to be a good father. Maybe mm -hmm. I don't spend time with my kids and communicate, you know? And what you just said, you know, first of all, looking at looking in the mirror is the hardest part. 
Second of all, is not lying to yourself while you're looking in the mirror. You're listening to The Battle Podcast, a GSR podcast production. And now for that brief infomercial that you've come to love and appreciate. Going up. What up, men? Thank you for listening as we know your time is valuable. Have we helped you or anyone you know better their life? Will you consider helping us to grow with a gift or a sponsorship? A little goes a long way, and we need you to help spread the word. Because of you, we can make this continue to be a free resource for people all around the world. Email us at thebattlepodcast at gmail.com or give securely at paypal.me slash thebattlepodcast. Email us battlepodcast at gmail.com or paypal.me slash the battle podcast we appreciate you and we thank you for listening and supporting and your generous gifts that keep us going now back to the show so you were saying right yeah my you know looking in your looking in the man in the mirror is is hard enough to do we all we all agree with that it's hard to look within yourself and to see and point out your 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 flaws another hard part is not lying to yourself while you're looking in the mirror well what makes it even more difficult is you're living in a world that's lying to you constantly correct everything's great you're wonderful you can do whatever you want to do you're constantly being told a lie i mean these kids from the time they go to school to the time they graduate are being lied to yeah i mean that old cliche you can be whatever you want to be and do whatever you want to do as long as you work hard i'm sorry that is a lie it is who do you think's dictating this narrative? The enemy. I mean, I back think. when I was growing up, man, it was MTV. Mm. I, think, <laughs> I think it's root, yeah. you know, as a believer, for me, I know exactly who it is. It's the enemy. He plants these seeds. I think that these seeds get planted within us so that we can be put in a position to fail and then feel the inadequacy and then find ourselves drawn to something else that's going to take us further and further away from the truth, whether yeah. it be drugs, alcohol, porn, you know, spending sprees, Work, addictions, I mean, all these different things that deter us from doing the right things. Laziness. Don't forget laziness. Yeah. That's a big one, too. You know what? Screw it. I ain't, I ain't no good. It ain't never going to happen. I'm just going to sit on my ass. You know, that, that's, that's a big problem for men is just getting lazy with it. Well, we foster that in our children. Yeah. And, and what I mean is, is, you know, I was joking with Mike earlier, but, you know, because he's got 100 kids. I've got two of my own. And, I, and hey, look. There's nothing it's I not tell Michael this all the time. There ain't nothing I ever don't tell you that I ain't experienced myself. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to save you a lot of heartache, right? <laughs> don't listen worth the shit. But anyway, I tell them. <laughs> Neither do the kids. Right. right. But some days. My, my, some my days point is, is that as parents, a lot of times we fail because we give them maximum reward for minimum effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then we get so accustomed to them falling short and not doing what they're supposed to, to do, right? That when they do something that's just minuscule, we act like they just hung the moon. Right. Mm-hmm. Like little Johnny just made his bed. Oh my God, honey, give him $20. Yeah. <laughs> he cleaned his room. He did it. You did good, bud. Here. You know, I know your allowance is normally $10 a week when you don't do nothing, but since you made that bed, I'm giving you 20, kid. Way to go. Doubling it. And then little Re- Johnny. Reinforcement, thinks, John. That's what well, it's called. Reinforcement. Little Johnny thinks, well, shit, all I got to do is, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you, if, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a story that frustrates the hell out of me, but it really happened. My son was uh, wanting to buy a video game. Video games cost about $65. So he's going to go over to his granny's house and work to make the money. And so he comes back. He goes, yeah, dad, I got uh, got that game. I worked for granny today. I said, what did you do? 
He said, well, I walked around the yard and I picked up some sticks and then I, uh, I vacuumed out her car. I said, let me understand this. You picked up sticks out of her yard and you vacuumed her car and she gave you $65. He's like, yeah. And I got with my mother-in-law and I said, what are you doing? She's like, what? I'm like, you are teaching my son that he can do the minimum amount of work and get the maximum amount of pay. And the world does not work that way. Well, it's my money. I can do what I want with it. Then just give it to him. Right. Yep. Just, just give him the $65 or buy him the damn game, whatever it is. But don't instill in him that he's worked hard for this money because right. he has it. Yep. He has not worked one ounce worth $65. And you got this kid believing that, man, he went over there and busted his ass to make $65. And so what's going to happen when the time comes when he really has to bust his ass? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is too much work. Right. I don't want to do this. I can go over here and pick up sticks and make $65. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe if it had changed your alternator or something like that. And, yeah. and, and not only that, you devalue money, yep. right? What's 65 bucks now? 65 bucks is 10 sticks and a vacuum job in a, in a car. Yep. That's what $65 is. That's what it equates to. Man, before we get too far past that question of how we should respond when we face things that just aren't fair, as men, if you truly think something isn't fair and it, you know, it's not fair, you need to control your reactions and you need to control your steps. And, and address it with maturity, wisdom, and discernment. Exactly. Exactly. Because if you can't do that, you're, you are just, you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I had a, a situation back when the, the pandemic hit and everything else, and I, I got sick with, with COVID. And I was out for half the month. And so I get back to work. And then at the end of the month, you know, we, everybody, we have, a, we're, we're set up on a bonus structure where, you know, if you hit your number, you get whatever the said bonus is. I got back to work. We hit the, we had hit the number. I was there for half, half the month, but I was out for 10, day, uh, five, 10 days because of COVID. Right. But my department still hit the number and I didn't get my bonus. So, and, and I didn't realize this happened until it was like a Friday. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm stewing on this thing all weekend. Like, you know, what the hell? Why didn't I get my boy? What, you know, my boss pissed off at me. You know, you're feeding all this stuff. This isn't fair. This isn't right. So then I sit there and I think about it. And then, you know, I allowed myself to calm down. And then when I went into work, I went up to my boss. I said, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. I go, I'm like, did I do something wrong? And he's like, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, I noticed that. We did well the month. I didn't get a bonus. And you, you know, he goes, well, you were out half the month and the company paid for you while you were out. So that's why you didn't get a bonus. And I'm like, well, in the future, could you just send that to me in an email and tell me? <laughs> I've been pissed off all weekend, right? Well, you shouldn't have gotten COVID. Right. But, 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 right. but no kidding. <laughs> you know, but again, I mean, a situation like that where you go, this isn't fair. I mean, I hit my number. What difference does it make? But at the end of the day, you know, from his standpoint, you know, you, I was out for half the month. The company still paid me to be out. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to get paid to be out plus get a bonus on top of it. And right. I understand that, you know. Yeah. But I told him, could you please just send me an email and tell me? You yeah. know, Let I'm, a brother know. I've been pissed off all weekend. Thinking, <laughs> you know, but these, but going back to what you said, though, Ray, how do you deal with a situation like that? We have to deal with it like a man, like a mature man. Right. You don't go in there kicking and screaming and, and throwing a fit and getting pissed off and slamming things around and 
you know, that may be your initial reaction. Mm-hmm. And, and like we talked about here on the podcast before, is a lot of times I talk myself through these things, like I'm in my car by myself doing this. And I know this doesn't work for you, Ray, but it works for me. <laughs> it, it, it calms me down and it allows me to just slow down and think about things. And then it gives me the opportunity to kind of walk in, walk in there with a, with a fresh set of, yeah. you know. Well, uh, think about uh, things thoughts, outside you know? of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. In the third party, so to speak. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, you could sit and go, well, that's not fair. You still hit the number. And there are people who are going to listen to go, well, dude, still hit the number. You should have got, the bottom line though is it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can either accept that as a man or I can be sour about it. And what's that going to do for me? Nothing. Absolutely. It's not getting me the money. It's going to rent space no. in your head. You know, and some guys that are listening to this podcast, you'd let that situation affect you to where you go in and show your ass and lose your job. And exactly. now you've lost years worth of bonuses you could have possibly got yeah. over one little bonus that you didn't get. Yeah. yeah. I was, was going to say that. I was like, that's exactly you. If you do that, you could lose your job. Yeah. Well, is it worth it? Part of that maturity process is showing that you are appreciative of the fact that the company paid you. Right. Yeah. While you were sick. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's the whole thing. It's it's a, it's steps. Okay, that's not fair. What do you do? Look, why is that not fair? Look at the man in the mirror. Is it is it selfish as to why it's not fair? Control yourself. Address the situation. And like you said, you accepted it. Hey, I was out 10 days. That was good. This is that. They paid me the whole time. All right, fine. No problem. If you don't like the way that's structured... If you don't like the way the company's structured and the way the bonuses are structured, then at that point, you can start searching for another company that is structured the way you like it, period. But you don't go pop off, act stupid, and piss everything away. You got to be a man. Yeah, boys respond the other way. Immature boys. And and listen, there's a boy that lives inside every single man that's listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. And every single man that's sitting here doing this podcast. And the problem is, is we've got to make sure that the man is in the driver's seat and the boy's ass is in the back seat. Yes. And we got to keep him in check constantly. Oh, yeah. Because he wants to grab the wheel. Uh-huh. He's like a feisty teenager. He just wants to get, Daddy, I want to get behind the wheel. I want to drive this sucker. And, you know, what happens is they get in there, they get rest, reckless, and bad shit happens. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So we've got to make sure that we keep that boy contained in the back seat and, and the man is up there driving the car, so to speak. Oh, the boy yeah. can get you hurt, too. Oh, that's yeah. good reference, Sean. I didn't think of that. That's that's pretty good. That's a it's a good uh, callback. I like that. Oh yeah. Well, I tell you, a prime example of that: the boy, the boy in the back seat climbing up front. Uh, <laughs> went and did a uh, chaperoned a field trip last week. Oh, and boy, boy, yeah. Let me tell you. So y'all know that I uh, I deal with anger issues. You used to, I thought. Oh, I used to, but <laughs> I was I had to deal with it. You know, I had to keep that boy's ass in the back seat because hot. Hungry. Oh yeah. Bunch of teenagers Angry. running around. Dude, I mean, I caught my I caught myself a couple times just like relax. Relax. Get your ass back there in the back seat, little boy. You ain't coming up front. <laughs> Stay back. Because little boys like to show the ass. Oh man. <laughs> and 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 twice in one day, I was like, damn, I thought this was all way behind me. Mm-hmm. But you 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 set up the right scenarios, the right you know, put the right puzzle pieces in place, mm-hmm. and ain't nobody above nothing. It takes a real man to slow your roll. Well, the enemy will do that to you t- as well because oh, yeah. he knows. Oh, he, oh, he knows the, the triggers. Yeah, that he, root is still there. Yeah, he was oh, yeah. he was yeah, lining Everybody's them up. always walking out their walk. You know that that thorn is there. That thorn has not been removed. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's true. And, and the question we got to ask ourselves is men. 
especially our generation, are we raising up a generation of freaking crybabies? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. We got to take responsibility for this. Oh thing. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, we we do. I mean, we sit there and you know, it's like I sit back and I've and I've been doing some self evaluations a lot lately because when I start thinking about you know we do this podcast and we're trying to help men and. We're trying to get the word out and trying to encourage guys and get them, you know, thinking about things and, and evoking thought and conversation and discussion. And then, you know, the thing that I'm starting to, to realize and see more and more now is, is that even with that, there's still opportunities out there for me in my life to make a difference in the lives of younger men. Mm. Yeah. And I think we live in a culture where we do a great job of beating up young dudes and we do a shitty job of building them up. And we talked about mm. that in the last podcast. Yep. Yeah. And we have to start looking for opportunities to help them understand what it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. And we just, we're, we are failing miserably at it. Yeah. Our generation is failing miserably at it. I think our generation is looking at it like I've raised mine time for the next one and just want to complain about it mm-hmm. instead well, of stepping in. We're, we're, we're saying it's not my problem. But right. Again, we talked about that in the other podcast. It soon will be your problem. Yeah. It will be a problem when they're back at the house or they're causing issues in your marriage or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, they're showing your younger kids the way that they sh- you shouldn't be doing things. I mean, there's a whole different slew of different things that can happen, mm-hmm. you know, that when we start thinking, well, it's not my problem. It's going to be your problem because if they're not raised to be men, they're going to continue to be boys. Yeah. And boys cost you a lot of money, time, effort, energy, and frustration. Well, they could also be and grow up to be, I mean, I'm not talking about our families, but I'm talking about, oh, maybe, um, but I'm talking about, uh, just just the next generation. They're going to yeah. be your next politician. They're going to be your next people. They're going to be your next pastor. They're going to be your, your next, next employee. employee. Yeah. Police go. officer. Go I mean, down the firefighter. list. So go that, down the list. That's exactly what I was thinking, Mike, is that you've got to, you can't just look at your own family. you got to focus on your family first. But when you notice something happening outside of your family, yep. you got to help step in. you got to help guide them, whether it's your kid or not, whether it's your nephew or not. Whether, you know, if it's an employee of yours, a young employee, and you see where he's struggling. We should constantly look for opportunities to speak life into men. Right. Because men are constantly being bombarded in this world and this culture that we have. The the man today is under attack. Oh, yeah. Masculinity is in a, mm. is in a fierce, vicious war with culture. Mm-hmm. And we need to start building each other up instead of continually tearing each other down. Now, what we do here is we try to bring up topics in, in, in discussion, the things that we struggle with as men to help us understand that, you know, number one, hey, you're not alone in this thing. Right. We all go through this shit, all of us. And, and it is a constant battle. Hence the name of this podcast. We are in a battle. This shit is real. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much planner we can put that out there for our listeners. I really don't. And if you're listening to this podcast and you think in the back of your mind that what we're talking about is not real and it's just games and it doesn't really happen, look at the world that we are living in today. Mm-hmm. And, and you look back at some of the podcasts that we've had in the past, and one of the things I said before is, where the hell are all the men at? Right. Where are they? Yep. You know, we got things going on in our culture today that make your damn head spin, and the problem is, is the men are absent. Mm-hmm. And we want to point fingers and we want to blame everybody. And we want to say, well, little Johnny's doing this and he ain't doing that. Well, what are we doing? What are we doing? That's the question. We'd go back to the man in the mirror. When you look at yourself, are you asking yourself that question, men? Are you looking at yourself going, what are you doing to make this better 
for younger men, to raise them up, to encourage them, to build them up. This world is looking to tear these guys apart, man. This world wants to strip them of their masculinity. We're telling young boys that it's toxic to be a masculine man. Where the hell are all the men at? How long are we going to stand on the sidelines and watch our gender be under attack? Look, the reality of it is, is that we've made mistakes. Men have made mistakes. Men are not perfect. Guess what? Neither are women. We all make mistakes. And there are things that we could do better, absolutely. But we can't live and marinate in our mistakes. Like we said, you know, on one of our other past podcasts, don't marinate in your mistakes, you know? Marinate your steaks, not your mistakes, right? And that's what we're doing. We're marinating this in this in this marinade of bullshit that this that the world keeps feeding our boys. And my hope right now, if you're a young man and you're listening to this podcast, I want you to know one thing. You are perfectly and beautifully made. God does not make mistakes. You need to be proud of who and what you are. Can we all be better? Absolutely. But you can make a decision right here, right now in this moment, that today is the day that you change the trajectory of your life. You take a hold of the wheel. Not the boy in the back seat, but the man in the front seat who's driving this car. And maybe this is, this, you can hear the desperation in my voice. You know what? I am desperate. I'm desperate because we need men to step up, to get up, and man up. Because when you do that, my friends, well, hell, that's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs>